Welcome to the Preservation Technology Marshall, I saw a poster presentation you did at the 3D Digital Documentation Summit about uh, doing LiDAR scans of sacred Native American sites. Can you tell us more about that project? Absolutely. Thank you for having me here today and uh, putting on the summit all together. Uh, it just pretty much wrapped up. There's been all these incredible places for input on 3D data and what it means for archaeology and preservation and all these ideas uh, and then all these private institutions as well. So it's been a phenomenal opportunity to meet and uh, actually converse with people about where this is going in the future. Um, so for myself, uh, I started exploring uh, 3D data a little while ago based on a couple projects I had in the Sierra Nevadas and we just found uh, these rock art sites uh, up in, you know, on these granite cliffs and stuff and I'm from the southwest, I did a lot of archaeology out there and I knew there's abundant rock art in those regions but the Exploring the Sierra Nevadas has been um, really interesting because I'm finding out there's actually pretty much rock art everywhere. Uh, so the best methods for me as an archaeologist, uh, exploration of the best methods was really important to me in documenting the rock art. And 3D uh, technologies became a part of that. It became a huge interest. But as I did the research and tried to develop a uh, research design to guide people for mitigation for these rock art sites. People knew about it, but they weren't exploring it, they weren't doing it. So that was my interest in general. And then I was also influenced, I've seen some of the work the Smithsonian has done, and you know, I did the literature research, and England's been ahead on all this stuff, and uh, so it motivated me to really pursue 3D technology. So that's what this started out as, um, was a pilot project, a local pilot project, working with some of the tribal groups that I've uh, uh, developed uh, these processes, been out in the field with, uh, and they, they knew me, and, and we had a mutual interest in exploring maybe some of these ideas. And I wanted to compare the technologies, I wanted to learn about them and figure them out for myself, because I wasn't finding anyone who was doing it. So that's how the project started. Uh, but it very quickly turned, once I actually did that field work, and I. Uh, I investigated with all of them. So we did stereo photoagmetry of the site. And we did um, uh, laser scanning using, uh, you know, a total station 360 uh, phase shifting LIDAR. And then uh, we also did white light scanning. Uh, so my ultimate goal, uh, one of the largest influences I have is um, what it actually means when you, when you get on a site. And there's actually a presence that you feel when you're recording a site. You know, you're identifying uh, attributes and artifacts and you're defining constituents of it. Um, but there's also uh, an experience that you get from an archaeological site or a historic site. And my goal with this was how do you convey that? Because uh, I've had this great opportunity, unique opportunity to be all over the country on projects places I can never have access to again. And that concept is a problem that 
tribes face as well, or even the general public. They don't have access to these sites. So I was addressing that end of what 3D uh, digital documentation meant for access. And um, some of the goals of this, I was imagining 10 years down the road, there'd be a, a nice system of putting all this together in a cohesive way and then experiencing it. So I, I was imagining somewhere in the future. And through um, a couple contacts that uh, started getting interest in my project that I was starting, um, they introduced me to a program at UC Davis here in California, and that's Keck Caves. And the Keck Caves program is a collaborative effort, 30 or more um, geologists and earth scientists and hydrologists and computer programmers. And their goal was to create a visualization um, that allows scientists to access through data and use it as a tool. Um, and so Joe Dumit, who's there, he's um, the director of the Science and Technology Center at UC Davis. His goal, uh, he's an anthropologist, so we started connecting on these ideas of, of you know, we had a similar background, a platform to work on anthropology, um, and his work is focused on how scientists access through data and how they use it and what the benefit is. So in that effort, um, the Cat Caves folks, uh, the director is Luis Kellogg and then Oliver uh, Krilos is the computer programmer. They put these meetings together and collaboratively attacked how to make a visualization uh, better so you can access the data. So they put together this project. They originally they were exploring fault lines and then they were um, investigating uh, mudslides and stuff like that. And I came to them and I had these site environments. And I said, I just wanna experience uh, a site environment. And uh, they hadn't really approached it from that as a cultural experience yet. Uh, so they were really interested in you know, where I was coming with this and part of my goal was to work with the people that uh, have been gracious enough and humble enough to put all this data together. At, uh, and I was working with the Mighty Museum and Historic um, site in Roseville, California. So they have there, it's a very recent developed uh, museum, but they have a trail and it has uh, petroglyphs, but it's also um, it's also a sacred site. It's also protected on that. It's a national register site, and it also has archaeology there. But the tribe is very, um, uh, you know, they manage it and oversee it, and they're stewards of the site, and they work with the museum and everyone. And they were the ones that graciously allowed me to do the 3D project to even begin with. But once I had this 3D data, and, you know, and we looked at all these, uh, at the summit, there all these amazing examples of people collecting 3D data um, from an artifact level, a museum level, or from a site environment or big object level. Um, my goal was to completely facilitate context and environment of an archaeological site and approach uh, all the scales of collecting that data from a wide, uh, general, uh, tomography or topography in, in the surrounding area, then to site environment like trees and things, the setting that you really feel when you're on that site, um, and put it in the virtualization room, 
which is Keck Caves, and uh, see if there's a value to experiencing this digital site environment separate from the real site. Um, so the Keck Caves, to talk a little bit about it and the technology behind it, um, is uh, everything's an open source project and you can actually check them out at www.keckcaves.org. Um, and it's a three-walled, it's a room, you know, about 10 by 10 by 10 feet. And it's uh, three walls, uh, front projected, and then it's a floor that's uh, mirror and back, or excuse me, the three walls are rear projected and then the floor is front projected on below you. So you step in, you take off your shoes, so you don't scratch up the surface, and uh, you step in there, and your sock feet are little uh, slippers, and uh, it uses uh, shutter glasses, and it uses handheld wireless remotes that you can hold, and then it also employs uh, head tracking. So the question is, what, is all, what does that all mean? And it's hard to put together when you talk about it, it's hard to show it on a picture, but the idea is you're actually stepping into your data. So with the, with the walls surrounding you, with the glasses and the 3D projection, literally your data comes alive in front of you. And now because of these interaction tools that UC Davis uh, developed to have them interact, uh, you're in a virtual environment, a visual, full visual virtual environment. So I wanted to see what it meant for a tribal agency or, or an archaeologist or a managing agency to experience that uh, process. And uh, I guess uh, once, I, once I had access to Kekkeis and once they were gracious enough to move forward with the project and bring all this 3D data in there, it affected me so dramatically and I was convinced that there was a real value to this. It answered a big question that was on my mind, which was, what do you do with all this data? You know, orig my original approach was for analytical, scientific, archaeological purposes, and I want to maintain those methods for that type of analysis, because you can use the data to do it, but now there's also an experience value. Um, so we did that, we brought the tribes in, we had a couple different um, sessions with uh, both the museum and, and tribal folks and um, and came in and played with the data and you know is uh, experienced remotely this 3d environment so what does that mean the next question is well um, it means there's uh, I I've been involved with programs and studied the idea of a, a digital diasporas or diasporas you know in general but a digital diaspora, because of our internet and our technology now, is able to connect uh, cultural groups that have disseminated in different areas, and they can maintain a cultural identity through talking and getting ideas and food and all the things that define culture. They've been doing that on the internet. Well, something like this can allow a digital diaspora to continue to flourish and exist, because now, if you can experience the location you can get your, uh, you know, lo location used to define culture. It's a huge part of archaeology and, and a cultural study or a historic background or a context. Everything is location dependent. And as our world becomes more and more globalized, 
um, that's starting to change. And with a digital world like this, it's changing even more. So I saw a real shift, a cultural shift, and I started believing that Keck Caves or a visualized virtual environment is going to affect this. Uh, so my research questions you know, that were, what is that value? What does it mean for the tribes? How can they use it? And uh, so the next future of that, where the project is now going, is to collect uh, uh, 3D data at a few more sites so that you can, um, and we actually, I recently did this, I've been working with uh, some wonderful folks at Tahoe National Forest and uh, Reading, um, uh, the BLM office, uh, the Reading uh, branch, and um, trying to get a few more sample sites. So the idea is you can remote access sites at a very wide distance apart. So now you can start comparing rock art or whatever archeological constituents uh, that are out there, if it's a historic building, that's colonial in Massachusetts, and maybe you have an early colonial piece here in the city of San Francisco, you can bring those environments together and you start experiencing them independent of location. So that's just such a big idea. Uh, I wanna continue going there, I think it has a huge utility. And uh, you know, they had so many ideas too, One because. I have my own ideas as an archaeologist, but as a people and as a culture, people, uh, you know, groups can come in there and they're gonna uh, develop their own ideas of how it has a use and utility. So there's some pretty exciting ideas and a lot of them were actually based on artifacts. Um, they like to see baskets in there. They like to visualize the basket weaving and the process and also um, artifacts that you can't have people touch all the time, uh, can be uh, you know, properly scanned and, and a 3D image made of them, and then the public can interact, kids can interact with it on an iPad, and you, get a, you actually get a sense of touch because you're interacting with the screen, you can manipulate it. So there's an idea of free exploration allows people to get a valuable experience uh, from that. So I, I, that's the next step is uh, the Smithsonian and all the museums in the world have all these artifacts and collections that are out of their geophysical locations now. Uh, so I would love to see a project develop where we're exploring, bringing artifacts that have been excavated 50, 70 years ago back into their context of their sites and um, even you know, um, with SciArc, we're obviously seeing some big developments. But if you um, if you scan an environment, you can you can use appropriate historic data to uh, give that site agency and even return it to an understanding of what the site was like maybe 500 years ago or maybe a thousand years ago. Bring some of these artifacts back in context and let people interact with it um, in a way that is hopefully very valuable and very compelling and gives a huge vision um, of the project in general. Uh, that was how my pilot project turned into you know, a few questions that turned into a different direction and an output and then a larger, bigger idea that uh, I hope to
and team you work towards. And I hope to hear from you in the future about how the project's going and, and you know, what gains you've made um, and what other areas it's being used in. So we look forward to hearing from you again about the future of this project. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, there are some great areas to explore, excavation, like you said, putting that together. And, uh, you know, again, it's just a tool. The visualization is just a way to give people access. And I'm, I'm excited about where that can go as well. So uh, thanks for everything uh, you've put together for this week and, and the, the right people in the right place. And it's a really exciting time, both for the technology and you know, archeology span and the field in general. So thank you, Jason. Thank you for listening to today's show.